morning, everybody. I have two pictures that I want to share with you this morning, and I'm going to attempt to act them out because they don't exist anywhere, and I'm not an actress, so I am way out of my comfort zone, so bear with me, and I've got to put things on and take them off, and I've got technology around me, so anything could happen. So I do apologize in advance if anything goes wrong. Um, but I have a word, I believe, from God as we enter a new season. As already being said, it's really weird, isn't it? You have summer, and then September comes, and somehow everything changes. And actually, all that's happened is the day is really, really slightly shorter. And the flowers in the garden are just that fraction more faded. And there's a few more leaves on the trees that are starting to turn brown. But it's not this incredible, it's summer, now it's autumn. It's this gradual thing, isn't it? But I really feel, I've, I've got, I'm so excited because I feel that God is saying to us, it's time for a reset. That just as in the natural, we go from the summer and we head into the autumn, we're going to, with him, if we choose to listen to him and we choose to move with him, he has got a, such an exciting adventure for us going forward. And you'll be amazed to hear that I am not going to talk about walking, and I am not going to talk about mountains. We are going on board ship, which we've already heard about this morning from Keith. Um, so I'm going to start off by trying to explain the first picture. Oop. Josh, can you move it forward one for me? This isn't working. Thank you. Okay. And can we have some music, please? Thanks, Josh. So welcome aboard my ship. This is the Good Ship Alley, the Good Ship Alley. And I'm sat with this wonderful harbour wall behind me. Imagine like a Cornish harbour. So I'm sat on my boat, and I have got everything that I need. I've got my chair that I find really comfortable, particularly when it has a cushion. I've got a table that I can keep close to me. I've got my Bibles, I like to read different versions, so I've got those when I need those. I've got uh, books that I can read, whether it's about worship or wildlife ponds. I've got a crossword book. I've got binoculars, so I can spot out the local wildlife. I've got a speaker, so I can listen to worship songs. I've got sunblock, because I burn. You never know, it might be sunny. I've got midi cream, because I get bitten to death, so I've got one of those as well. Always have tea. Tea goes everywhere with me. 
notebook and pen just in case, and I've even got my own pet seagull. This is Stephen, Stephen Seagull, yeah? <laughs> and I've got snacks with me as well. So I'm really, really comfortable, and I'm bobbing along, I'm in the harbour, everything's really secure, and it's a wonderful day. It's still August, it's sunny, and I'm bobbing along, and it's absolutely great. And as I look out, there's loads of other boats. There's loads of other boats with other people in this harbour, and you're all having a wonderful time too. And you've got everything that you need with you on your boat. Um, and there's supplies, and we can get supplies easily. And there's walls so people can walk past and can, we can meet new people. And we can go between the boats. But whenever I need my space, I can come back onto my boat and just be me on my boat. That's the first picture. And the word that I've got that goes with that is harboring, harboring, which when I looked up in the dictionary doesn't mean what I wanted it to mean. <laughs> Typical. I knew that it meant harboring a grudge or harboring a criminal or something like that, but I wanted it to mean being in a harbour. But I don't want it to mean being uh, roped up to a, a chain or a pulley. I'm not a sailor, you're going to work this out. Um, no anchor down, anything like that. I'm still moving. I can still take my boat out. I still take it out of the harbour every now and again. It still works. And I can take it round the shallows, come back again, reset everything, sit back on my chair and just enjoy what I'm doing. I'm harbouring. But the danger is that with a harbour wall, it keeps out the worst of the weather. I'm presuming that's what they're designed to do. It's to stop the weather crashing in and destroying all the boats. It gives some sort of protection. Um, but the other thing it can do, if we're not careful, it can start to constrain how much we move. And none of what I'm saying this morning is a criticism at all of any of us of where we are at the moment. But God has got so much more for us in the season ahead. It is so exciting. And when we become a Christian, I don't know what sort of boat you're thinking that I'm sitting on. My picture is that we get on a boat when we become a Christian. So I don't know what size of boat you're expecting that to be in this little Cornish harbour, but it's actually, sorry Josh, you're going to have to do it again for me, it's this. This is the biggest sailing ship at the moment. It is huge, and oddly enough, I couldn't find a picture of it inside a Cornish harbour. You only get pictures like this out at sea, but it's at anchor, its sails are all furled up, and it's not really going anywhere. It might move backwards and forwards a bit, but it's not really shifting anywhere. But when we step into and onto our boat, when we step into the kingdom of God, it is big. It is huge, isn't it? It's eternally significant. It is massive. It's bigger than anything that I can imagine. And the danger is, if I'm not careful, I start thinking, it's just little me. And it's not little me. I've got this all this potential and all this promise and everything that God gives me, I'm entitled to full access into all that he has for me. But the danger can be that as we go through life, we gradually begin to shrink the boat. And we start to think we've only got a little space with the things that we need. We start to focus more on us being at the center 
rather than God. This doesn't mean that we're not moving on with God. It doesn't mean that we're not concentrating on God. It doesn't mean that we're not trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. But it's almost as though, for me, I've got Mike, I've got my children, I've got my mum, I've got my job, I've got the stuff I do for church. And it just goes on as a list. And all these things are there that I have to do, that I have a responsibility for. And if I'm not careful, they become the focus. And God almost fits in the gaps, if you know what I mean. I might make time and think, right, I'm going to make sure I read the word every day. I'm going to make sure that I pray every day. When the Holy Spirit comes to me during the day and nudges me, I am going to respond. But if I'm honest, I go through huge chunks some days And I really don't think about God at all. doesn't register at all. And yet, we're part of this kingdom that is so big and is eternal and is absolutely amazing. And we can be on a continuum, can't we? I have no idea where most of you are at the moment in terms of your walk with God. You could be almost um, neglecting God completely, almost falling off the end, if you like. Not that that happens, but you know what I mean. Or you might not even know God as yet. You might not have asked Jesus into your life. And then at the other end, you could be really on fire and really going for God. And we'll find people in all the continuum in between. And I believe that God wants to say, in the season that we've just been through, he has been pleased with us. He's been pleased with us. This is not a criticism of where we've been. But it's time to move. It's a new season and it's time to move. So our next picture, this is the HMS Rothwell. I'm going on His Majesty's service, and this has another tune. Thanks, Josh. Okay. This is the same boat, exactly the same boat as the boat that was over there. But this is a boat out in the ocean. This is a boat heading to the horizon. And I can tell from just that picture, even though it's not particularly wavy, I'm going to get wet. I need to be prepared in a completely different way than I was when I was over there. 
And I've got all sorts of things with me, extra. I've got my waterproof coat, my waterproof trousers. This is the best waterproof coat I've ever had. It never leaks. Had it for years, slightly faded now, but it's wonderful. Waterproof trousers that I had to replace recently because they were leaking. Couldn't find a way of protecting them properly. So these are very familiar to me. And if they wear out or if something perishes, I immediately go and replace them because I know I need these in my actual life. And I believe that God would say to us that if we choose to head towards a new horizon, if we choose to go out on the seas and come out of our harbour, we will go already with things that we've got individually that prepare us for that. It will be different for every single one of us because God's going to take us, although we'll go together, we'll experience different things. But the things that we've got that are familiar, we need to keep with us. We need to maintain them. We need to keep them strong. But I'm wearing other things. We'll ignore the elephant in the room of the hat at the moment. <laughs> the boots I had to borrow, they're Wellington boots. I hate wearing Wellington boots. Apparently, even when I was a child, I used to t kick them off and puddles, I'd go in bare feet. Um, I just don't find them comfortable. I would rather not have them. They're not my choice. I would prefer something else. But guess what? If I'm on a boat, and Debbie, this might not be true on a boat, but if I was on a boat and it's looking like that, I think wellies would be quite useful, actually. If I want to keep dry, they're quite well protected, aren't they? So they might be not be what I choose, but they would be really, really fit for purpose. And as we're heading forward into a new season, heading for a new horizon, we're going to be asked to pick up things that are not going to be of our choosing, that do not feel comfortable when we first put them on, when we first start using them and stepping out. And then the hat. The hat was a present from Mike, and I think in all seriousness, he thought I was going to wear it when we went walking. Had to get walking in there somewhere. And he's highly disappointed because until today, it has never been out of our house. <laughs> but I must admit, there have been days when I've been out walking when I wished I'd had this on my head because I wear glasses and when it rains and it's torrential, I can't see because my glasses get wet. So it's actually a really useful thing. But it's been in my possession for years and I have never used it. And again, as we head off to a new horizon, as we're on the open seas, God is going to bring things to us that are, um, we've used before or we've had for years that have been developing gifts, talents, and he's going to want us to grab hold of those anew and use them anew in a new season. So can I encourage you, if you've got promises about things that you're going to step into at some point, or there's things that you know in your heart you're quite sad because you get, never get an opportunity to use it, never seems to be appropriate. I believe as we head into a new season, those things are going to come into their own. I've then got two different scopes. This is a night scope and this is a day scope. And these are way different than my little pair of binoculars. I can use these. They're set um, so that I can see through them, I can glance down, I can see through to the horizon. Because this is not a journey that is just nine to five. It's not sit, have a nice picnic, and then go home for a bit, and then come back again. We are being asked to go all guns blazing, full of faith, full of vigour, heads up, 
onto the ocean seas, wherever God wants to take us. And we need to be able to see the horizon to make sure that we're going in the right direction. And we might find it means at night, literally at night, we're waking up. There's things we need to pray for. There's things we need to do. It's going to be a challenging season, but it's going to be so fulfilling and so exciting. I've got a much bigger flask of tea, because I reckon I'm going to need a much bigger flask of tea. I've got a torch, because it's going to go dark. I've got hat and gloves, because at some point it's going to go cold. And those of you that know me know I feel the cold, so I've got a blanket as well to keep me warm. I'm trying to be prepared for everything that God might be leading me into. So that's picture two. The only difference between this ship and this ship is my stance and my attitude and where it is. Nothing else has changed. This is in the harbour. This is out at sea. On this one I'm sat. On this one I'm stood. This one I'm ready for fair weather. This one I'm trying to be ready for whatever eventuality I sail into and I hit. There's no harbour. There's no port. There's no map. There's no engine. I can't take over and take control. All I can do is adjust as the Holy Spirit um, asks me to do. So I'm going to be in this sailing ship with the billows, the sails full of wind, full of um, movement, and the Holy Spirit is going to blow on those sails, and all I have to do is stay obedient. When he says, tweak that sail, I tweak that sail. When he says, turn the wheel that way, I turn the wheel that way. And all I have to do is do that, and he'll do everything else. He'll take me everywhere else. And as we've already heard this morning, I'm safe on this ship. I might look out and there's thunderstorms or there's rocks and all sorts of things I don't know how to control. I don't know how to sort out. But if I'm staying close to his Holy Spirit, it could be challenging. It could be scary. But I know that I'm going to get where I'm supposed to be going. It's all about him. We're positioned for service. We're ready for action We have our heads up, we're looking forward, and we've decided that we are continuing no matter what. And everything else then takes on its right perspective. All those things, husband, family, job, all that type of thing, they're all still there. The difference is I'm now looking up here. I'm looking to where God wants me to go. I'm focusing on him, and this will all be in its right place. Actually, it will be way better than when I was trying to manipulate it and control it and concentrate on it. The more I focus on God, the more everything else in my life will come into line. Are there going to be rough seas? Absolutely. God almost promises us that, doesn't he? doesn't say we're in for an easy ride. But I've almost got this picture of God looking around the edge of the harbour wall going, come on, come on. Ignore what the sea looks like. Ignore whether you've got any experience or not. There's a new season and there are new horizons and it is so exciting. And you will see it as soon as you start to move, as soon as you venture out of the harbour on onto the open waves. Philippians 4, verse 13. Josh, thank you. Oh, no. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I can do all things, all this, through him who gives me strength. I can do it all because I'm doing it with him. I'm not doing it under my own strength. 
In terms of our day-to-day -day life, in terms of where we work, in terms of our family, in terms of all the things that fill our time, for the majority of us, there may be very little that changes. For some of us, there may be upheaval, there may be major change, I don't know. But what I do know is when our stance and our attitude alters, it impacts every single part of our life. And it impacts every single part of our life for good. There's a really famous quote that's um, attributed to loads of different people by John A. Shedd in 1928. And it says this, A ship in harbour is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. A ship in harbour is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. And I tend to read it more as a ship in harbour is comfortable because I know when I'm out on the ocean seas, I am going to be safe because I'm going with God. But I'm not going to be comfortable. I know I'm not going to be comfortable, but I'm still going to choose to go because I believe that's what we're being called to do. So what gets us out of the harbour? If we're in this harbour, we've got our sails furled up, we're quite comfortable, it's quite pleasant. What gets us out of the harbour? Last time I spoke, I mentioned desire. And I think in the season that we're about to go into, that is crucially important, what our desire is. And I've done a bit more investigating. And desire is longing. But it's not an, ah, longing. It's not this sort of feeble um, wishful thinking sort of longing. It's something far stronger than that. It's the sort of thing that when your desire is achieved, you are full of delight. It completely satisfies you. There's a greediness to it. There's an excessiveness to it. Um, it's such a strength of feeling that you have to act. You have no choice whatsoever. You have to act because you're desperate to see what you're desiring come to pass. It's overwhelming. It really is powerful. And if you think about top athletes or craftsmen or musicians or business owners, and you start to look at their lives, they are ruthless in following what they desire. They are ruthless in achieving goals. They take all sorts of things out of their lives because they can't achieve their goal if they carry on with all of that. And they put all sorts of other stuff in, which means that they can meet the goal. They can reach their goal. And that's exactly what God is looking for us to do. Not that he's going to take all our enjoyment away or anything like that. He's never going to challenge us to do things beyond that which we can do. But he is looking for us to really weigh up what are we prepared to do? Is our desire for him really that strong? What do I truly desire? What do I really value and treasure? Matthew 6, 21 in the NIV says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in the passion, this made me stop and think because it twists it round slightly. It's why I read lots of different versions. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. Your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. And I was thinking, okay, so somebody comes along and they don't know me and they look at my life, they have insight into my life. Are they going to look and say, yep, 100% out for God, totally sold for God, whatever, whenever? Or are they actually going to look and say, well, that's there, there's an element of that, but actually there's this as well. And at times there's that, and at times there's this. 
And I believe that in the season ahead, God is going to challenge us that we have to desire him wholeheartedly. And we'll do that, won't we, by staying close to him, by reading his word, by praying, by asking the Holy Spirit. If we're lacking desire, God wants us to desire his things. It's not a hard ask. He can put that into us. Another thing that's really important to get us out of the harbour is overcoming fear. Overcoming fear. It can be so powerful. But we know that in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, Claire, thank you. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. We are not to be afraid. We're not to feel timid. We have a Holy Spirit inside of us who is powerful and full of love and enables us to develop self-discipline. We've been hearing about that in the last few weeks. And when we overcome fear, fear can come in many guises and many disguises. It can simply be things like, it's going to cost me. It's going to be an effort. And because I don't quite know where I'm going, I don't quite know what that is. I'm afraid of what it's going to cost. I'm afraid of the effort I'm going to have to make. It might be that there are adjustments along the way to the way that I live and what I do, how I spend my time. There might be things that I'm being asked to leave behind, which I'd really like to take with me, but they're no longer of the season. They're no longer of the time. I might need to sacrifice things to get to a, a better good, a greater good. It might be moving out of a comfort zone, flying out of the nest. Do you remember the word that we had from Erling through about leaving the nest? And it's so easy. You fly out of a nest and then you find yourself building another one. It's just a bit different and somewhere else. And then God comes along and challenges you. And you, oh yeah, get out of the nest again. And then a bit later, you're building another nest. It's a continual thing, I think. But we need to be moving out of our comfort zone and leaving the nest. And for some of us, we need to deal with past hurts. For some of us, I really believe this morning that however those are being caused, whether it's through life, whether it's through circumstance, whether it's through other people, that it's time for those to be finished with. That God wants to come along and set us free from that. He wants us to be able to sail off to the horizon completely free. And if we're holding on to hurts and things that are binding us, it's time to let go, and it's time to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to let go so we can move on. Another thing that keeps us in the harbour is we feel that we have too much baggage. There's too much in our life that isn't quite right yet. Well, I've news for you. We're never going to have a perfect life. Life is never going to be absolutely, fantastically, 100% sorted. And there will always be pressures and strains, and they'll vary, won't they? In different seasons of our life, sometimes it will be easier than others, but there will always be pressures and strains. We will experience ill health, and we can take that along with us as well. I have huge admiration for the ladies in our church who have been battling through cancer. Whenever you talk to any of them, any of the ladies that have been battling in that way, they are so full of faith. They declare it, they speak it, they believe it, they stand on the promises. And it, even to the sense that when I heard somebody talking about going into a consultant's room, and the consultant said, it's just amazing, there's no cancer. 
And she turned around and said, well, of course there isn't. We've been praying. That's what God does. You know, there's so much faith in these ladies. They are an example to us that when we're feeling ill, we need to stand on the word of God, full of faith, convicted that he can heal, he can keep us safe. It might be money issues. Maybe we've got money issues. We are concerned financially, particularly as we're looking ahead and we're wondering what's going to happen around the world and the impact it's going to have. But again, as we've already heard, we can walk confident that God is going to be with us. Again, it doesn't mean life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that there are things that we might have to change. But God is on our side. God is with us every step of the way. We might feel tired. We might feel weary. And we might feel overstretched. It's a long, long time since I've been on a sailing boat moving at speed, but there's nothing quite like it to blow away the cobwebs. And if you're given a job to do and you don't really know what you're doing, boy, you start to concentrate because you don't want to end up in the water. Um, It's exhilarating. As Keith was saying, it's scary, but it's exhilarating. And you suddenly find that that's what you're focusing on and that's what you're concentrating on. And the tiredness and the weariness that you were having before is lifted because you're focused on doing something else. It might be that we like being comfortable. If we're honest, we'd rather stay over here. But God is calling us to new horizons. He's looking around the corner of the harbour wall and he's going, come on, it is so exciting. You're in for such a great adventure. And the final one is that maybe we feel incapable. We don't feel capable of heading out. We don't feel that we're ready for that. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 to 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And it concludes the verse, when I am weak, I am strong. If you feel weak, if you don't feel capable, you are the perfect person to take your boat out and get onto the ocean because you will be relying on God so much because you don't feel ready. You're in for such an amazing time. It's a much better place than to think, well, I can do this. I can get the boat out of the harbour. I can make sure that it goes in the right direction. The more that you do that, the less that you're actually relying on the Holy Spirit and moving on with him. Our view of the horizon will never change if we don't move. If you think about horizons, there might be different weather conditions. There might be day and night. Well, most places there's going to be day and night, isn't there, actually? Um, So that sort of thing changes, but you will never know what is over the horizon if you don't start moving towards the horizon. You have to do something in order to see further. But just imagine what we could see. Imagine in the natural, you set out on this boat, you don't know where you're going, you head into the ocean, you've no idea for how long. There'll be days when the calm water is so still, you can see the reflection of the clouds in the water. There'll be days when it's so rough that you're clinging to whatever you cling on to for a boat to stop you falling overboard, and you'll be hanging on to that literally for dear knife, but you will know that you're not going to fall over because God's looking after you. You'll see possibly dolphins. You might see whales. We can forget Stephen the seagull. Let's go and see things that are far more exciting, flocks of birds we've never seen. We'll go past palm trees. There might be icebergs. There's so much out there, isn't it? When you start to think about the world around us, it's endless, the things that we can see and the adventures that we will have. 
And that's on the natural world. I'm talking about journeying with God, with all that he has, with the hugeness of his kingdom, with the eternity that we're being um, prepared for, all of that. We're going to see God do things that we have never imagined or dreamt of. We're going to see God perform miracles and healings that we have never imagined or dreamt of. And he is going to use us. He is going to use you and me. If we're obedient to him, if we allow the Holy Spirit to direct us, we will see amazing things. I, am, I don't know if I'm getting it across, but I am really, really excited. I don't do excited very well, but I am really, really excited because I believe if we can catch hold of this and really start to live it, it will be amazing. It will transform us. It will transform relationships. It will transform neighborhoods. It will transform workplaces because God wants to take us somewhere new, wants to take us to a new horizon. So how does God really want me to live my life now? This is August. This is the summer that has gone. There was nothing wrong with that. As I said before, God was really pleased with us that we've come through, we've come through strong for him. But that's yesterday's news. Today, we're over here and he's encouraging us to put the sails up, let the sails down, lift the anchor and just go with him and adjust as we need to fully focused on exploring new horizons in the new season ahead. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back up. And Josh, if you can put the last slide up, please, for me. Oh, no, go back one, sorry, missed one out. This is us. I wanted a picture of 100 sailing ships, but oddly enough, they don't seem to have 100 sailing ships that all fit on one picture. So this is us. So it's not just me sailing off. It's not just a select few. Just imagine if you were on one of these boats and imagine if the waves started to get rough and imagine if you really started to skip across the top of the waves and the feeling of that and the feeling of that that's even more exaggerated because as you look around you, there's other people with you just as excited, just as willing to move as you are. As has already been said, we have three days of prayer and fasting starting tomorrow. And I asked to speak today because I felt this was really important as we headed into those three days. We've got two days where we're going to be focusing on God and asking him to speak to us and reveal things to us. So today is a decision day because I don't believe until we start to move that God will tell us where we're going. If you want to know where you're going before you move, you are going to be disappointed. You don't see over the horizon until you put up the sails and you come out of the harbour. So it's decision day for us. It's whether we're going to choose to respond to his word, head to new horizons, head into a glorious sunset like that, and just be prepared to do whatever he asks us to do, whatever it costs and whatever it takes. So we're going to finish by singing a song called The Way, which we have sung um, occasionally. And the bridge says this, It's a new horizon, and I'm set on you. You meet me here today with mercies that are new. All my fears, all my doubts, they can all come too, because they can't stay long when I'm here with you. It's a new horizon, I'm set on you. 
All my fears, all my doubts, they can all come too because they can't stay long when I'm here with you.